Hi, this is Hugh Greenwood from the North Melbourne Footy Club, and you're listening to another episode of the Hashtag Kangaroos Podcast. Here is your host, Dean Basich. Welcome to another episode. My name is Dean Vasick. You can find me on X at hashtag Kangas, Instagram hashtag Kangaroos Podcast, TikTok hashtag Kangaroos One. So tonight, tonight, uh, today, I've already got off to a good start, haven't I? So today is a solo episode. Uh, just going through my thoughts on yesterday's uh, match sim game and training. I decided to go past. I had a bit of free time in the morning, so I thought I'll go have a look. Just up the road from me, only a twenty-minute drive. Um, so yeah, uh, first things first. Uh, not going certainly not going to get carried away uh, this early in the season, uh, and yeah, about certain performances. It was more just to have a look at uh, where certain players were playing and the game style and how we sort of want to play. So yeah, I'll get my thoughts first, and then I'll answer some questions uh, you local listeners had, and some thoughts you local listeners had as well on X and Instagram. So yeah, a few positional. Um, players that uh, were in a certain position. Uh, that's a good use of the English language at this early juncture of the Saturday morning. So Harry Sheasel uh, did train with the midfield group. Uh, I'll have more thoughts on him uh, in the match sim game. Uh, Braden George uh, looks like he's going to be uh, starting his career off in the back line. He was mainly with the back line group. With the seconds unit, um, or, or, or I guess it's the not, not so much the seconds unit, but uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I guess you could call it the seconds unit. Yeah, they had, uh, you know, he was with uh, Toby Pink, training with Toby Pink, Callum, I was going to call him Callum Cumberland Jones, uh, Charlie Combin, uh, and, you know, Riley Hardiman and a few others. So he was training with them. Uh, Bailey Scott, uh, looks like he might start in the back line this year. Um, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about him in the match scene game, but uh, he was training with the back line group as well. Very vocal yesterday, just very, very vocal, which is good to see. He is in a leadership group this year, so and he, he did play a good game. And Colby McKercher will be in the back line as well. They're, they're probably the main positional things that um, we're looking at. Um as far as the match sim goes, it looks like we are going to play an aggressive style of play with a bit of run and gun. Um, you, know, or, you know, there's a couple instances during the game where the ball was in the defensive 50, and you could sort of hear players if they sort of stood still. Um, I think there's one uh, instance of George Wardlaw, and players were going, go, 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 come on, move. You know, there was a lot of... Um, Aggressive talk of not uh, trying to stand still, especially in that back 50. If we, you know, oh, as soon as uh, there's a behind, you sort of uh, see a player pick up the ball and players run and spread because we want to get that ball transition it really uh, quickly to the wing half forward. So, yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's one thing I noticed with both sets of teams. Uh, the conditions were terrible uh, yesterday as well. Uh, very windy, so it, ma- it made skills uh, look a lot worse than they were. But at this time of year, uh, you expect the skills to be uh, quite down. So I'm not too worried about that. that that'll improve as um, the weeks go on and as the season goes on. But um, yeah, I mean, there was uh, some good signs. Uh, and I'll start with uh, Callan Dawson. Uh, looked really good in the back line. Um, I think he's a lock for round one. There's no, obviously no Aiden Core. Uh, they did have a stronger uh, team and an inferior team. I, I guess you could say that. It was like a ones versus twos team. With the twos team, uh, a few VFL players and fringe players in there. 
And yeah, Callum Dawson looked really good. Uh, yeah, intercepted really well. Uh, played played on Tyler Sellers uh, predominantly, who I'll talk about soon as well. Uh, yeah, and yeah, just just um, yeah, looked solid. Yeah, he looked like a, an experienced campaigner. So I'd say him and Core are the lock for rounds one uh, at this stage. Uh, Biggie Newell was in the ones team as well. Yeah, there is a little bit to like about him. Yeah, he's quite athletic. Yeah, he took a couple of intercept marks. Um, yeah, I think that's his strength, is his athleticism. And yeah, it looks like a good, solid kick. And yeah, got a bit of pace about him. The only um, thing, the only uh, weakness of his, you don't want him to get stuck in a one on one contest. There was a contest between him and Tyler Sellers, and Tyler Sellers um, just ragdolled him uh, far too easily. So that's probably the weakness of him. But um, he's a player that uh, might play half back. Or back pocket and just be you know the intercept player that um, you know just read the ball in the air, just leave his man and try and you know help out as much as he can. That would be his role, I think. So yeah, and he was in the ones team, so he might be a real chance to play round one. Um, there's a lot of depth. There's a lot of depth in that midfield. Uh, you know, Tom Powell and Will Phillips were in the seconds team. And you know they both uh, were outstanding, but you know in in the ones team we had George Wardlaw who was outstanding, Harry Sheasel, um probably struggled a little bit in the midfield, looked much more comfortable on the halfback flank to be honest with you, just um, set up a play from behind the ball, so he's got a little bit of way to go there. LDU just um, started off the game really well, then coasted after that. I thought Charlie Lazaro looked really good, so there's a lot of depth in that midfield, a lot of competition for spots. And there's probably going to be one or two players that miss out. There was no Liam Shields. I'm I'm not too sure what the story was there. I know last week he had uh, um, a wedding or some of some sort, but uh, he he wasn't there. Yeah, we even had Cameron Zuhar going uh, for little periods there as well. Um, a rookie, Finn, uh, Finn Bar Maley, um, looks looks okay. Um, still got a little bit of way to go, but uh, no, he he looked good. Uh, took a couple strong marks. Um, Look, I mean, if yeah, you know, he's not going to start in the in, in the senior team, but uh, yeah, look, I was, I was uh, reasonably impressed with him. I thought CCJ looked good in the ruck. I know this is uh, you know, uh, a divided opinion a little bit because I was with Jesse and he sort of said oh, the ruck situation worries him a little bit. No, Tristan Cherry, he was um, he's obviously out with the facial injury, so he's out for four to six weeks. Um, but CCJ looked quite good, um, a lot of good second and third efforts, and was throwing his weight around. Um, you know, competed most of the day against Hamish Free. Who, oh geez, um, I, I can't, uh, I can't get on board with uh, Hamish Reed to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, look, he's yeah, he he does battle hard, but I mean, he's just uh, one of those old-fashioned ruckmen that, uh, you know, just is good in a ruck contest. But outside of that, um, there's not much else of him. So, yeah, um, uh, I'd be surprised if he played an AFL game. I, I think the AFL game. Um, the way he rucks has gone past that sort of traditional sort of ruckman, where you know they don't do much around the ground and uh, just um, compete in the in the ruck contest. He he won a ruck contest and kicked it. Um, you know, it, 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 was, it was so slow. He put it, uh, you know, uh, the. The foot, uh, what am I trying to say here? Jeez, I'm, I'm stumbling. But, uh, yeah, he kicked one straight into the guts of uh, uh, Callum Coleman-Jones. You know, he just um, had an opportunity to put it, you know, to kick it uh, forward and, you know, just uh, kicked it straight into the guts of Callum Coleman-Jones who followed up after that. And, <laughs> you know, it would have hurt him a bit. You know, 
And but uh, yeah, look, I can't get on board with with him at the moment. Hamish free, but who knows? He might surprise you uh, as the season goes on. Um, Eddie Ford was just running laps. Uh, looked pretty cool with the sunny, yeah, cool sunglasses. Dylan Stevens on the wing was um, it was very impressive. Uh, he's a good, yeah. I, I think um, I'll talk a little bit about him later, but he looked really good. Um, Tom Powell, he was you know, very good, uh, was quality in the middle of the ground. Um, there'll be questions about him later, but uh, he played a really good game. Him and Phillips in the seconds team worked really well together. Um, so, yeah, no, I think that's that was a good combination for them. They were the number one, number two midfield, and, yeah, they worked really well. Uh, I'll talk about Biggie Nguyen. Uh, Charlie Lazaro, I thought he played really well as well. Um, yeah, he does... Um, He's not the flashy type of player, but you know he, he um, a lot of um, you know a good gut running um, sets up his teammates as well. Yeah, you know, made a couple of mistakes uh, trying to you know fend off and so forth where he got caught. But um, yeah, look, he, he, I mean he's a natural midfielder. He, he looked he, he looks really good. He can't really play any other position. So you know him, Tom Powell, Will Phillips are, are all fighting um, for that for that one spot uh, in the midfield. Uh, Tyler Sellers, uh, I, I tweeted this uh, or xed it. Uh, how do you say it now? Well, I'll just go tweet. Uh, tweeted that uh, we should get him on a list. He looks like a really natural um, full forward. Uh, plays a lot taller than probably what he is. Took a really good mark against Biggie Newen, where I think there was a third man up. Um, really um, battered him, but uh, he still took a mark, kicked a goal. Uh, I think he ended up kicking two goals in really tough conditions for forwards. He really stood out. And um, I think we might have one more list spot available on an SSP, uh, whatever that is, and I'd love to give it to him. Um, To me, if we're not going to have Tristan Sherry right for round one, which is sort of borderline, then Callum Conn Jones will have to ruck. And it would be nice to just have him as as an extra option um, for that uh, one spot. So, yeah, we'll... Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how we go with that. But he, he needs to be on an AFL list, and hopefully he's on ours. Um, Charlie Combin was running laps second half. Uh, competed in the seconds team, and yeah, did, did okay. Did a couple of nice things there, but um, was running laps second second half. Uh, Toby Pink, I thought looked good as well in the seconds team. Um, yeah, his communication was really good. And yeah, he's a couple of good intercepts, good user of a football as well. I think he's quite reliable. Um, so he put, probably puts, uh, yeah, it's probably, um, yeah, there's not going to be Griffin Logue, but him, um, Charlie Combin, and Biggie Nguyen uh, probably fight for the third uh, key defensive spot. Uh, I mentioned skills. They were pretty ordinary all day. Windy conditions made it tough to hit targets, um, especially for forwards. I think uh, Nick Larky really struggled, uh, but he was probably in second gear. Um, yeah, George Wardlaw had a lot of the ball, but his kicking um, was was very wayward. I'm hoping it's windy conditions, but he had a lot of uh, possessions in the ones team. Looked really good. Uh, yeah, Dylan Stevens, like I mentioned earlier, played a good game on the wing. He ran the game out really well. Very fit young man. I think he came in the top two in the time trials not long ago. And, yeah, you could sort of tell he can run out a game uh, quite well. So he'll have a wing spot locked down. I thought Darcy Tucker played well as well and will be in the team uh, round one, uh, along with probably... Um, Hugh Greenwood, uh, just to get a bit of experience in that team, because yeah, when I got there, uh, I think even David King mentioned this um, you know, a week or two ago. It's a very, very young raw team, 
So, yeah, we need a bit of experience in there. Darcy Tucker's played over 100 games. Uh, Zach Fisher was just running laps. So, yeah, I mean, we had, you know, we've got a lot of rebounding uh, defensive options. Bailey Scott, Harry Sheasel, um, Josh Goder, I thought played really well in the ones team. You know, I, I'm expecting a big year from Josh Goder. I think he will really step up an extra 10 to 15%. Like, um, you know, I'll answer a question a bit from Claire Cosie about him in a minute. Um yeah, you know, we've got a Colby McKercher. Jeez, yeah, that kid is uh, is just real quality. A real uh, line breaker. Got a lot of good pace and a uh, beautiful left foot kick as well. So, yeah, he's he, well, he'll definitely be a lock for round one. I thought Zane Dersma, um, probably with limited opportunities, um, kicked a couple of goals, did a, you know, a couple of nice things. You know, he's good when he's got the ball, but there's going to be games where he's probably not going to touch it much. Um, he's not going to get many possessions. You know, I don't think he would have had many possessions yesterday. But um, every time he's near it, he, he he looks dangerous, and he knows where the goals are as well. Kicked a really good uh, quality goal. Um, I think it was a banana uh, with limited space. Uh, you know, probably thirty thirty five meters out. So, yeah, a very um, dangerous inside fifty player. Who I expect uh, he was in the ones team. Who I expect might even get into the round one team. So yeah, I think there's a question about him maybe later. So that was they, they were my thoughts um, from you know, um, the match sim and training yesterday. So a few interesting notes there. So I will go to X now. Um, so Claire Cozzy, uh, everyone wants to know who is training the house down, um, but I'd like to know if there are any quite achievers. Players we know, we may see 10 to 15% growth during the season. Players that could deliver one percenters that may help result in a win. Yeah, I, I said... Uh, uh, Paul Curtis and Josh Goder are two players that uh, I'm really high on this year. I think Josh Goder will give us good drive from the back line. was really good in that round 24 game against Gold Coast. So if we're going to play run and gun, that really suits his style. Uh, and Paul Curtis, I expect him to play deep forward a little bit this year with uh, Nick Larkey. I think they'll uh, work well together. I think... Um, there's good synergy about those two. So, you know, if we're going to play a little bit of run and gun, um, and he's quite good in the air, very underrated in the air. So I think he's a player that uh, will kick a lot of goals this year and, you know, create a lot of goal assists. Uh, so, yeah, uh, he's, they are two players that um, I'm, I'm expecting really uh, bigger years from anyway. So, yeah. Uh, We'll move on. We'll go to Shinbona. Uh, where did Kirch play and how did Zerha go and look? Zerha uh, probably was in second or third gear most of the game. Took a nice mark. Uh, very tough day for forwards. But he does look trim. Uh, did go in for a couple of spells in the middle. So that might be an option for him this year. Just probably have, you know, I mean, maybe three or four centre bounce attendances this year just to throw something different out there. But does look very trim. So hopefully, you know, I mean, it's about him uh, staying fit and, you know, working really well with um, Nick Larkey. So it's a big year for him, a contract year. Uh, so whether he, you know, uh, has gotten trim, like Kane Corn says, uh, as, as for a contract, a bigger contract, it doesn't really matter. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a big year for him um, to see what sort of, uh, you know, money he and, and years he gets, um, depending on uh, how well he plays and how fit he can stay. So, and Colby McKercher, halfback, um, yes, that's going to be his role, I think, to start the season with. Yeah, you know, he'll play halfback. Uh, 
I think uh, I was talking to Jesse yesterday, and he he said he looks a lot more dangerous delivering the ball inside fifty. Whereas if he plays in the back fifty, you know, um, it's, it's a lot harder, uh, you know, to to sort of hit targets, I guess, because it is it can uh, it can bog down a bit, and you probably have to long, go long down the line a little bit. So whereas uh, going inside fifty, um, and he's he's just a quality line breaker. Yeah, he he really set up. Uh, I think it was uh, Jaden Stevenson. For a good goal as well, so yeah, no. After yesterday, and I know it's only pre-season training; we don't want to get carried away. But he's probably one player you can get carried away a little bit with. Um, yeah, he looked really good. Uh, North Pod. So yeah, I'll be on his show on Monday. Um, so yeah, look out for that. Um, me, Josh Neal, and him are going to do a bit of a season preview. So yeah. Uh, he asked, um, "How are the key back options looking?" Uh, we so we had I, I, I answered this on on X. Uh, we had Biggie, Callan Dawson, the ones team, Pink, Will Dawson. Will Dawson looks very raw, uh, good intercept player, um, but he needs time. So he looks very skinny at the moment. Uh, so he needs uh, to build up in the gym. Um, he might be a player when you're struggling a bit in the second half of the year. He might get an opportunity and combat in it too. I sort of said uh, Callum Dawson will be a lock for round one. He looked really good. Uh, and, yeah, that's, uh, you know, Combin, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll take a bit of time. Um, just ran laps in the second half. Obviously, it's just a slow ramping up of him. So, yeah, um, and Biggie, yeah, he's uh, he's definitely an option. Because, um, yeah, there's, geez, there's not many options to be honest with you. Uh, in that, uh, as far as key defensive posts, we've got a lot of inexperience there, so we we definitely need Aiden Core uh, back. That will certainly help. Um, never thought I'd say that sentence in my life, but we definitely need him. Uh, Tom Power was clearly best on on uh, by the length of the Flemington straight. Uh, not much will be taken out of that one. Conditions were absolutely awful. That's uh, Corey or Causa or at Causa eighty nine underscore. Um, yeah, he probably was. Yeah, he was really good. I mean, and I think um, my old friend uh, Sting, Steve Borden, uh, Josh, uh, anyone that thinks Powell isn't uh, best 22 when fit is an idiot. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you there. Uh, Look, I mean, we all know the quality, and sometimes we can uh, get a little bit lost in uh, the flashy things he does, and that's, you know, because he he does, you know, do these, um, you know, Unbelievable things that uh, not many people can do on a football field, besides probably an LDU or a Harry Sheasel. But um, yeah, there's certainly a lot of quality and a lot of flashy things. But my, you know, my thing with him is just getting that consistency through four quarters. He still is only 21; will be 22 soon. So there's still a long way to go. And it took LDU quite a few years for him to get um, to that stage where he was playing. Uh, you know, good consistent football for four quarters. You know, we used to see LDU get nine or ten touches in the first quarter, and then next two quarters have three or something like that. So I don't think that's a problem with Powell. We only see little flashes, and you know, we're very quick when we see him that uh, when we see those flashes where he kicks a you know a quality goal or does something you know really clever in the you know as far as a clearance. That um, yeah, we we quickly want to give him the Danish backhand and think, oh geez, how is this guy not playing? Whereas, yeah, we we don't see an offer enough. Uh, I think Charlie Lazaro 
He's a lot more consistent. Uh, he will, you know, he, he won't be he won't do the flashy things. He's not as highly skilled as Tom Powell, but um, he, as far as our consistency through four quarters, I'll definitely get on our Chad Lazaro and back him in uh, as far as that. But um, yeah, look, good signs by Tom Powell yesterday. He did look really good. I, I, I was curious because it was pretty much his midfield yesterday, and he really stepped up because it was him, Will Phillips, and I think it was that Watkins from you know, in our VFL team, VFL team that um, were in the midfield um, for that yellow team. So it was his midfield. He didn't have to play second field to an LDU or Jai Simpkin or anything like that. So, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, look, good signs from Tom Power. Will it be uh, in our best 22? I'm not too sure. There's a lot of competition for spots there. So, yeah. Uh, but, you know, at the moment, he's on the fringes. Uh, Mark Hello says, best competition for spots at the club for so long, only I can remember. I'm not too sure about that, Mark, um, because there's a lot of young guys for competition for spots that probably just aren't, yeah, aren't that, I'm not too sure if they're ready. You know, Braden George, um, you know, only played a half, got a knock in the knee. You know, I mean, is he a competition for a spot? Um, I, I guess so. You know, there's a lot of young guys. You know, Will Dawson, um, Biggie Ewan. Uh, you know, I mean, they haven't been proven at AFL level. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of names, but um, whether they're competition, um, and we're certainly hoping so. There's competition in midfield and probably half forward. But uh, as far as key backs go, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, as far as the second key forward is, um, I think, you know, uh, there's not much there as as far as that goes. So, yeah, it depends what uh, area of the ground you're talking about competition there. Uh, Madhu at uh, Mr. Maggot. Uh, question, does it look like we can expect an improved performance um, by the team for the coming season? Uh, depends what you're asking. I think if it goes by wins losses, there's not going to be too much of an improvement there. I th- what did we win three games last year? I think probably three or four wins this year. But as far as um, you know, uh, you know, uh, quality of football and the way we want to play, it's going to be a little bit. It's going to be better to watch rather than actually watching um, games where it's 130 to you know. 55, where it might be 130 to 90. You know, I think we're going to concede scores because we're going to turn it over um, in dangerous spots, I think, this year. But, we, you know, when it comes off, there's going to be one or two teams that might get surprised. So, yeah, um, as far as wins and losses, I think we're going to... I think it's going to be pretty similar to last season. But as far as uh, watching quality, I think it's going to be a lot better to watch. So, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, Madhu, but, um, yeah, that uh, might be the... Uh, that's the only answer I can give for you at this stage. But hoping it could, we can uh, get surprised and win seven or eight games this year. Jeff Wood. Uh, now, he goes through his observations. He was obviously there. So at Jeff W131313131313. Uh, so he's, uh, from his observations, uh, win made uh, skills look average at best. So very hard to gauge improvement today. Yeah, I mean, the wind was uh, very tricky. Uh, boys look much pre- uh, fitter than previous season seasons. Yeah, probably true at this stage. Blue team much stronger on paper, and they had the win in the first quarter and failed to capitalise. That's probably a fair comment there. Uh, B-side uh, competed well and had some dominant patches throughout the game with Will Phil and Tom Powell having great games in the middle. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Tom uh, Pink was good down back and attacked the ball, leaving his opponent in spoil. 
Yeah, um, yep, agree with that. Hardiman's really good, providing great drive. Yeah, I thought he was really good in the yellow team too. He's he's a player that um, might get a game early. He's got a good uh, left foot. So, yeah, good observation there. Uh, goes on to talk about our sellers would be our second best key forward if he was on our list. Leads up to the ball, marks well and competes. Must take that final spot on our list. I agree there. Uh, Finbar attacks a contest well and competes really well. Will take some time as he's raw but shows promise. Yep, fair enough. Um, blue side, Dawson and Biggie started well in defence. Yeah, I thought they had a decent game in defence. I thought Dawson was really good, a standout there. Uh, Biggie... Yeah, uh, it's certainly got uh, his strengths and weaknesses. Sellers got the best of Biggie as the game went on. Yeah, in one-on-one situations, he certainly did. Uh, Dawson probably gets first cracking practice games. Uh, yeah, he definitely will. Uh, Scott Sheasel and Goda started beyond the ball and provided a drive out of the back line all game. Yeah, I mentioned all those guys. I think Sheasel looked uh, a lot better in uh, the back half than he did in the midfield. Uh, Bailey Scott, yeah, I really liked his game. Very vocal out there. Uh, it, McKercher was exciting, smooth over, uh, elusive and great skills also coming off half back. Uh, yeah, can't, can't disagree with that. Wardlaw was fantastic in the middle and so was, uh, Lazaro and he got better as the game wore on. Yeah, I, I met, yeah, I, I mentioned both those boys. Um, he linked up very well and provided much needed run. LDU started slowly, but got better. Yeah, look, he's coasting, uh, LDU, we don't have to worry about him. And as the game wore on, Stevens and Tucker played on the wings and both got uh, a stack of the ball and moved well. I I'm thinking both those guys will be in the round one team. I thought Stevens, yeah, ran the game out really well. Uh, Darcy Tucker played really well. Uh, it's played over 100 games of AFL football, so he'll probably get into the team. Um, question on Stevens kicking, but the tuitions were tough, so we'll give him a chance. Uh, from what I've seen, he... Uh, from his Sydney days, I think he's kicking. He's generally quite reliable. Um, ran hard and can cover the ground well. Yeah, he's a very fit young man. CCJ dominating in the ruck. Uh, yes, he did. Uh, probably not much opposition. <laughs> well, he goes on to say that. Free didn't provide much opposition to CCJ, but signs are promising for Jones. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh up forward for Blue, Dersma showed good signs and will be a silky player. Stevenson got better as the game wore on. As did Curtis. Yep. Um, yeah, look. Yeah, Stevenson is Jade Stevenson. Yeah, very good uh, inside 50 player. Very smart. Uh, ball very quiet early, but got more involvement as the game wore on. Went on. Yes, thank you very much, Jeff Wood. Uh, a lot of observations there, but very good. Um, I, I did enjoy that. Um, Fab Crit at Crit underscore Fab. How's the game plan coming along? Yeah, look, it's going to be... Um, I think it's going to be good. It's going to, there's going to be a little bit of pain uh, with it, uh, with turnovers, but uh, I think uh, it's going to be exciting to watch uh, this year. Um, Gary Bell at GBell143. Uh, Gary. Uh, Riley Hardiman looks an astute pickup. Yeah, he, he does look good. Uh, has great dash out of the back line. Plough, power clearly the best out there today. So composed and footy IQ is incredible. Um, I talk, talked about him. Uh, Wardlaw is a beast and wins one-on-ones for fun. He's kicking his worry, even allowing for the windy conditions. Yeah, look, I'm not too sure. Um, even last year, there was occasions where he's kicking. Uh, yeah, probably wasn't uh, of the highest standards. But, um, yeah, it's it's one of those things. It might be a flaw at this stage, but we'll get better as, uh, as the years roll on. 
Um, but uh, look, he still looked really good. Got a lot of uh, the ball. So yeah, him and um, LDU in that midfield are very two very exciting players. Uh, Cracker Jack at Cracker Jack 96. Only saw the second half, but Curtis consistently looked dangerous. Yeah, I really like him. Everything Warlord did was class. Blake Drury uh, looked lively up forward. Uh, he was quiet for the first three quarters. Kicked two goals in the last quarter. Um, yeah, he got... Um, he, he did get better as the game wore on. I'll give you that, Blake Drury. But uh, he's probably down to pecking order at, at this stage. LDU and Scott are ready to roll, definitely. Uh, Andrew at Andrew eight nine three two nine nine eight four. How does Dylan Stevens stack up against Curtis Taylor? Uh, Curtis Taylor didn't play much. He's still uh, ramping up. Only probably played 10, 15 minutes. Had a little bit of run around. Was, had his shin very he- heavily strapped. Um, but uh, yeah, look, he's well down to picking order, and he'll probably have to do a few weeks in the twos before he. Uh, uh, has a chance of coming up to the ones. He's, he's well down in the pecking order, I think. Uh, I think Dallin Stevens has got that uh, position wrapped up on the wing. So, Ruse got NXT at Ruse got NXT. Early best 22. Uh, I've done that episode now. I'll probably do another version 2 best 22 fairly soon. Uh, which rookie looks most round one ready? I think it's Colby McKercher. He's definitely one. Uh, Zane Dersma will play round one, I think, as well now after yesterday. So they're probably the two. Riley Hardiman might be a bit of a sneaky, so look out for him. Uh, as far as anyone else, Taylor Goh still ramping up. He's obviously just running laps, but he's, he's very raw. raw. Finbar Maley, very raw. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be um, those three that I mentioned earlier. Nipper. Uh, probably at Andrew nine one two zero five three six five. Probably need to temper expectations on the season. Uh, yeah, look, I'm I'm definitely tempering expectations. Um, I don't know if it's pessimism or yeah, uh, just realism. I'm hoping it's a bit of pessimism by myself that uh, we only win three or four games, but um. Yeah, look, I'm not going to worry too much about wins and losses. Maybe when we play Essendon, I'll worry about that. Uh, 18 barely won over the Bees when it should be a 10-goal win. Uh, yeah, I'm not too worried about that at this stage. Windy conditions and you know, sometimes you know, players that are on fringes, they can work a lot harder to sort of make make a name for themselves. And yeah, we had players. I felt like we were probably in second or third gear. Zerha, Larky... LDU said, there's nothing to worry about there. I'm not going to worry too much about the result. Disco Stevens was very impressive, and McKercher was electric flying. Yep, talked about them. Maley had a good crack, took some strong marks, and Sellers is also a natural forward. Scott, very good. Yep, agree with all that. Um, Ben Hunter at B underscore Hunter 21. Lazaro, Phillips, and Powell all really impressed. Scott's leadership was a standout. Yeah, he's definitely stepped up um, with his leadership. So yeah, nah. Um, yeah, he he's uh, he was very vocal out there, wasn't he? Um, so yeah, no, very good. And now I'll go to um, what's the other one? Instagram. Sorry, still a bit early in the morning for me. Uh, so we'll go to Brighton Isles. So uh, based off the match sim, what does a game plan look like? Is it sustainable? Uh, look, it's going to be run and gun, um, I think, a little bit. Try and intercept and then really transition the ball quite quickly after that. Is it sustainable? We certainly hope so. Uh, sort of similar to how uh, Collingwood play. So, yeah, I don't know if we're uh, following them. 
but it's not a bad um, you know, uh, template uh, if you're going to follow someone, the reigning premiers. How do our boys look when transitioning the ball out of defence and into the forward 50? I think when we try and transition out of defence, like I mentioned this earlier, on kickouts, we definitely try and run and spread very quickly, and we'll try and get it in, you know, past halfway uh, with definitely a lot of pace. When it gets the inside forward fifty, we might uh, slow it down a bit when players, you know, start running back and you know pick a you know lower our eyes and try and find the uh, right option. I think uh, you know kicking inside fifty is still going to be a concern for us this year. It seems to be a concern for ever since I started following North Melbourne. Uh, what's your take on McKercher? Yeah, no, he's he's a great player. Um, Rumour has it uh, he's quickly becoming linchpin of the team coming off half-back and centre mark goals are plenty. Look, he certainly will play a role uh, behind the ball. Uh, and, you know, he's a good player to have the, uh, hand, you know, the ball uh, with because, yeah, he generally will hit, uh, hit the targets. Um, he just looks like that type of player. Yeah. Uh, then Matthew Mill asks, who do you think is currently an underrated player that will shock people in years to come? I think Josh Coda could be anything. Yeah, I've got him uh, really stepping up this year, Josh Coda. Yeah, I really like uh, Paul Curtis. Um, yeah, he, he certainly could be anything. We've certainly seen uh, glimpses of him and what he can produce. So, yeah, I mean, there are probably a couple of players that, um, yeah, Josh Coda is a good one. Uh, Paul Curtis is is another one that I think uh, could really step, you know, um, could really, uh, yeah, uh, show us what he's about and uh, be real dangerous, like a Bailey Fritch sort of type of uh, forward that uh, kicks goals and you know gets goal assists. Uh, just yeah, a lot of quality about him. He's did he get did he win goal of the year last year? He would have been close. So we've seen that, um, you know, that what he's what he's got. Uh, and the last one to finish with is Tristan Cook. So it's great to hear who's doing well, but as much as it's good to know who's burning up the track, who's underperforming. Um, yeah, oh, look, I, I, no one's ever going to say that, who's underperforming. I mean, especially when you try and sell memberships, I don't think uh, that uh, teams are going to sort of say, yeah, look, we're really struggling in pre-season. Uh, this player's shit. Uh, this guy's going backwards. So they're never going to say that. Um, they're always going to look for the positives, um, you know, because at the end of the day, you've got to sell hope to supporters. Uh, who's underperforming? From what I've seen yesterday, I thought Hamish Free really struggled against Callum Coleman Jones. Um, you know, there's a lot of players still, you know, trying to ramp up from injuries. So whether they're underperforming, like a Curtis Taylor, uh, you know, a number of others, Luke McDonald, and and so forth. I, I don't know if that's underperforming uh, because they've got injuries, but um, they're the only ones I can think of. Uh, generally, when I was watching yesterday, yeah, you know, I mean, the only, yeah, like I said, the only one that could really that I could really think of was um, Hamish Free. Probably, you know, struggled a little bit. Um, maybe Hugh Greenwood. Um, like he was okay, but uh, yeah, look, I mean, he's going to get a game, you know, and you know, I mean, he's going to earn a game, or he's going to get a game because he's, because of his experience uh i'm not too sure but look you know we need to play him um yeah he, he does uh, add a lot of values as far as leadership goes out there he's going to play forward and as a second ruck uh in games as well so yeah um but i mean it's probably a bit harsh to say he's underperforming but yeah i mean 
if you're a good team, does he get a game? Uh, possibly not. I'm not too sure. So he's not going to play midfield this year, I don't think, anyway. Uh, Hugh Greenwood, unless we get two or three injuries in, in a game, then yeah, you can certainly push in there. But uh, look, I like him as a second ruck because he can't play almost as an extra midfielder. So, yeah, no, that's uh, that's um, and that's it. That's 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 all the questions. So thank you very much uh, to all you live listeners for all your contributions in uh, that regard. I'll be back on Monday, but uh, I'll be on an, um, the North Pod show. So look out for that. Um, I don't know if I'll put it on my feed uh, and you know, just uh, get it out. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be on Monday on that show. So look out for that. That'll be a good chat with uh, Further North. Um as well, Josh Neal and Jason Nutt. So yeah, no, that'll be that'll be fun to uh, watch, uh, not watch, uh, listen to, and and talk and get thoughts. So I think uh, Jason's going to be hosting that. So yeah, no, that'll, that'll be a good break from me. So thank you very much to all you lovely listeners for all the likes, retweets, and comments you all pulled out for the show. It's much appreciated. I couldn't do this podcast without your support. If you can leave a rating review, tell your friends, do all those fun things, that would be much appreciated. So today, I will leave a shout out to Tristan Cook on Instagram. Bye for now, and go Roos.